Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Creative Control with Vish Khan. Well, we did it. We did it. We made it through Breaking Bad. Congratulations, everybody. It was very stressful. That is one of the most stressful shows I've ever seen. I've never watched a TV show that made me feel this way, but we made it. I feel good about the final episode. Series finale just aired last night and had resolution. I was pretty much happy with how everything went. (sighs) I just feel good. I feel good about it. Uh, If you haven't seen the show already, you may not want to listen to this episode because my guest... Auntie Donahue and I had a... It sounds like I'm saying Auntie Donahue. My Auntie Phil Donahue... No, Auntie Donahue is someone I've known a little bit over the last few years. She interviewed me for some music thing like three or four years ago. And since then, she's gone on to write for uh, comedy shows. She's very funny on Twitter. You can follow her at Auntie Donahue. And uh, anyway, she's been tweeting a lot about Breaking Bad. I know she's like a big pop culture fan, so... I decided that uh, she and I should have breakfast. In fact, she asked me if I wanted to have breakfast, now that I think about it. We went and had breakfast today at the Town & Country Restaurant and Tavern in Guelph, Ontario. It was really fun, and uh, it was a good talk. We talked a lot about Breaking Bad, talked a lot about the freelance life, which we're both kind of living a little bit, and we talked about ourselves, and it was good. It was a delicious show. I think you'll enjoy it, and uh, here we go. Hey, thanks also to Dave Merkley, for covering our tab. I don't know why. We went to pay the bill, and Dave was sitting beside me when I sat down, and he was asking me questions about what I was up to, and I just told him stuff, and then for some reason he, he got the check. So thanks, Dave. Thank you very much. See, there is good in the world. That's what we learned from Breaking Bad, maybe. Maybe from this episode. Me and Auntie Donahue, check it out now. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud, independent family business run by a punk rocker, Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. It's gourmet panzerotti, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, and oh man, the pizza, the pizza. Personally... I like the gourmet Domateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. Wash the whole thing down with a brio? Man, I am getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. Visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online at trocaderoguelph.ca. T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O. G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A That's Pizza Trocadero A place of the good trade Alright, so we're at the town and country which is Good food at its best. <laughs> and That's a terrific font. Here. Family restaurant and tavern in Guelph, Ontario. And Anne, uh, what are you doing there? 
Well, I'm putting sugar in my tea right now. Uh-huh. Um, if you'd like to know. Not too much. I like it a little bit. I, I don't like sweet tea. I'm going to get a special. I want I want the special. Do you even know what the special is? You've just arrived. Have you even opened the menu? I just figure a good place like this, this is like this is my jam. Like we are at the kind of a place I like to go. Uh-huh. It's every every place like this has a special. They have like two eggs, bacon or sausage or ham, home fries. Yeah, there's a chalkboard over there. It says But those aren't the specials. Those They're are just, just normal? other f- okay. other options. Right, fine. I'm gonna I'll take a look too. I haven't been the last time I was here I was also recording. <gasps> A show. Oh my god. I've only been here once. Now let's make this your new place. It could be maybe twice. Maybe I've been here twice. I love this place. You already love it. I love this. Like, as soon as we pulled up, I was like, yes. Okay. I don't like fancy breakfast places. I like real, like, homemade cook food places. They might consider themselves fancy. You should be just I know. Be careful. I just realized that I just, yeah, like, the chef even I, we made eye contact just now. <laughs> He's, like, looking at us. I might, I would either get asked out on a date or killed through my food. Ricin is going in my food, <laughs> is what I'm saying. We are, uh, it's the day after the uh, series finale of Breaking Bad. It's so true. And I'm still reeling a little bit. I had Breaking Bad dreams, you did know? Did you really? I did have a Breaking Bad dream. What was your dream? Um... I don't, I remember uh, Walter was in it, Walter White was in it, and I don't remember, I feel like I had something to do with, I can't remember, I just remember him being in it, like as a specter, like he was just kind of haunting the dream. Watch. I feel like some normal stuff was going on in the dream. But he was there. He was definitely just there. Just like he will be hovering in your self-conscious for like the rest yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah. And then I proceeded to, after it was done, I proceeded to, I got on Netflix. Yeah. And I started watching like, because I just recently started re-watching the show. Yeah. I think everyone has. I like, guess everyone has yeah. lately, but I just did it very gradually. I'm only on like season two. Okay, that's okay though. You're like l- savoring it now. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it all. Right. I just decided to rewatch it. Yes. Because I just felt, I was just like, this is so great. I, I can't remember a show consuming my life like this. This is the thing. It's almost like meth itself. Could we say that? I don't know. Have you done meth? I, no, but I feel like this is probably as close as I'll ever come to doing meth. I I feel I mean don't hold me to that I don't know what's gonna well, I don't know what's next in store maybe Low Winter Sun might totally surpass yeah you've this. been you've been very funny on the Twitter <laughs> talking about this show Low Winter Sun which I find really terrible it's Have you, so awful you've been okay okay like here's why I hate it so much okay do you remember the last day like the first the break, first season premiere of Baking Bad Brad, that little Baking Brad that new show that I wrote Breaking <laughs> yeah exactly Baking Brad yeah exactly it's gonna be on the Food Network it's gonna be terrific star Gordon Ramsay uh-huh. and the Barefoot Contessa, but <laughs> he will play Brad, or she will play Brad. I don't right. know gender roles, whatever. It's, so it's, after this first rewrite. premiere, they're like, "And now for the premiere of Low Winter Sun," and all of us are like, "Oh!" And then they're like, "But stay tuned because there'll be scenes from next week's Breaking Bad." Yeah. So you're like, "Okay." So you like sit down, and you're waiting, and you're like, "It's been a commercial and nothing has happened," and you're like, wait, wait, "What's happening?" And then it's halfway through, and you're like, "Wait, is anything going to happen?" And then nothing happened. No, that first that first episode of Low Winter Sun, they Lied something to screwed us. up. Well, we're Canadian, and I'm not oh, I'm no. not trying to apologize, but in Canada, I feel like we didn't get the preview. No, I don't we're, think anyone did. Though, you don't think anyone did? Like my New York friends were all the same. Okay. We're on the same page. Oh, so they just screwed up. They be, no, I think they did that so we would watch Low Winter Sun. No, come on. No, they I think pr- they did. Do you think it was just a, a ruse? I think so because then they're like, and now for the scenes from Low Winter Sun on Talking Bad, and that's oh. what happened. They tricked us for ratings. Yeah, that show sucks. It's so bad. I, it's just like Mark Strong walking around angry. Yeah, but I and it's like needlessly intense. You know? yeah, like it's like they think they're the wire, but like right. no one's told them they're not. <laughs> they're just like, "Where is this the wire?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, sure. Uh, is that gonna help you?" Yeah, yeah, sure. It's the wire. It's fine. I, I found myself because of that lure episode. I'm that sorry, you I'm described. sniffling into the oh, microphone. It's fine. Everyone's under the weather here. My whole family's ill. We're all ill. I'm okay. I got a slight tickle. I just intake. It's the rice for this tea that, <laughs> <laughs> that the chef put in. Yeah. Did you look at the menu? You're just getting the special? special. Okay, hang on. Let me just see what I'm... I I haven't figured out what I'm going to get. I kind of woke up early and made my son and I breakfast. That's so nice of you. Well, yeah. it's a. a, Oh, I guess that's what you have to do. We're parents. I can't make it for you. No, no. I wasn't being gracious. (laughs) I just was like, (laughs) he has to eat food to survive. So. Just so everyone can tell, I don't have children. No. No, at this point you do not have children. Hey, child, I made you breakfast. <laughs> I know, mom. I don't. I can't use my hands. <laughs> He's two years old. He can't. 
He insisted, uh, he woke up this morning just screaming about how he wanted to watch The Cosby Show. Really? I got him hooked on The Cosby Show. That's a good choice, though. I yeah. love The Cosby Show. Uh, I want him to watch that show. It's a good show. It's a great show. But then he just ended up watching uh, this cartoon character, uh, Arthur. Just because he saw it randomly on Netflix. Kids are weird. No, they're not. Oh, okay. They're, they're not totally, weird. No, 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 no. Okay. They're not weird. I didn't mean your kid was weird. Have I you met like, my kid? No. <laughs> That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I don't think that. I, don't think <laughs> I have. You're like, no, you haven't. I'm like, no, I have. <laughs> Remember when I said you lived in a nice neighborhood? Yes, well, I know you how did. I know. Yeah, you did mention that before we started. Uh, I did. What is our history? Okay, so I'm going to put you, chalk you up to one of the one of the people who kind of like helped me get my little push into writing. Because you like, had, we had like, I interviewed you for this thing like four years ago now. Yeah. And we ended up having, we did the interview, and then we ended up going to this like conversation about freelancing. And you totally gave me many words of wisdom and were like super encouraging really yeah doesn't like, sound like me it was i promise you okay and i remember leaving and like texting my friends was like oh my god like this is so great i feel so like like i felt totally empowered leaving our conversation nice and that was our that is our history so i've only ever looked at you as like a fund put you in like the Mentor is such a weird word but i'm gonna put you in the thing where you helped you plucked me up you helped me really yeah you helped me out and who were you writing for at the time? It was like at the time, it was like a free blog. That, okay. Like it was, I hadn't even started writing for Ox yet. Like it was so new. Like right. I was still a baby in that world. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and so you, you did the interview and it was good. I read the thing. It was good. It was yeah, nice. you liked it. And then I fun. saw you at a gig like yes. two weeks later. I remember I was there with a boy that I liked. Nice. How did that go? It didn't work out. No, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. 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 It was not your fault. It's not your fault. Is that my fault? It was no. your fault. It was. Had you said something different, probably I would have been able to approach the situation differently. Yeah. Totally. Um, so it, that was your fault. Yes. But. Yeah. And and you and I are from the same town. Kind of. Yeah, you're from Cambridge. I'm from Cambridge originally. So you get it when I tell people that it's like the town, the movie The Town. From yes. The movie the town. Yes, it is kind of like that. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I, I fled. I just I couldn't. I couldn't. And no offense to anyone who's still there, but I just couldn't deal with it. Oh, I know. I I don't really feel like I because I'm living with my mom and dad right now. I don't really feel like I live there. I live so close to the highway that I just like I'm in Toronto about five days a week. What are you doing? Um, just being the visiting friends, doing whatever. Yeah. Um, but then um, uh, the rest of my time is spent at like the antique market or Valley Village, and then the rest is like the movie theater. Right. And then that's because like, I don't feel I don't want to be I don't want to feel like I'm a part of that community. <laughs> no, it's I mean I feel like it's every time I go back there they're just building new stuff. Like it's just like constantly just building things. They're just building things, but they haven't fixed any of the systemic social problems at all. No, but I will say that as someone who. You know, I had a big, I had like a great affinity for like arts and culture and that library system in Cambridge, one of the best I've ever encountered. It is good. The Cambridge Public Library System. Like I, I watched every Woody Allen movie, every Alfred Hitchcock movie, everything new. I mean, I remember taking records out of there. I, it was great. It was stacked. Like I will say the library was really good. I like, they have a lot of antique markets now, which is great. Yeah. Why are you so into antiquing? I always was, but I just don't huh. think I knew how to do it. And now I understand that, like, now I have the Etsy shop with Nicole Villeneuve, your co-host. Yes. Yes. Oh, the other night. We yep. were we were doing this Polaris thing. What would you make of that thing? I loved it. You liked it? I, li- I watched You loved it, it actually. I watched I it the say. whole night. Just you guys. That's really? the thing. Because I was, like, it was, like, hanging with my friends. And I had work to do, and I didn't do it. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> it was kind of chaos. Like, it was I, insane. I haven't talked to Nicole yet, but we couldn't hear each other at all. I mean, really? it's pretty evident. Like, I couldn't hear what... There's a... I refuse to rewatch it. Like they basically, it was too much. well, they live streamed it, right? And now, if you want, you can go and watch the whole thing on YouTube. And Nicole, at one point, started reading some comments from people that were making criticizing us about it being awkward. And I was like, yeah, it might be awkward. I don't know. I can't hear a thing. I can't hear what anyone's saying to me like half the time because there's no <laughs> earpiece. When people were talking to the microphone, I had to kind of lean in. And I'm not deaf or anything. I just couldn't hear. And then, and if Nicole and I were kind of standing apart. You would. F- I, I did end up breaking down and rewatching it okay. a little bit because I was like, I didn't read any comments. I don't want to read any. I don't ever read comments. You shouldn't read comments. Never read them. No. They're never gonna help. If somebody actually wants to talk about something you've written or done, they will email you, and that's how it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're right. That actually does happen. So anonymous comments are hurtful and mean. Yeah. And I was just in this position where neither of us had ever really done TV. Nicole and I. I mean, she's done a little or something. Yeah, she has the segments on Ox now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she's done, she did the same MTV thing I did, but now she's like their person for it. Oh, I think. okay. Yeah. Okay. So I got nothing. I didn't, I didn't do, TV. I've done radio. I haven't done TV. So I just didn't know what, was, what I was in for. And then like, I couldn't hear her. So we're talking over each other a lot. Oh, 
you know, when I watch it back and I'm like, oh, well, I just couldn't hear her. I just didn't know where she was or what she was. We're just saying the same things. We didn't plan anything. So it's kind of weird. But I, I appreciate you watching it and saying you liked it. I did like it. I think like I think that when you watch yourself, though, or hear yourself, you're always so, cr- like, everybody's so critical of themselves. Watching it just seemed like you guys were like, at the first half, you could tell it was like, you were a little like, oh, I can't, you could tell that bit. Yeah, but by yeah. the end, it was just like, who gives a shit? Yeah. And we're like having so much fun. Yeah. And that was my favorite part. Okay, good. Like, you guys eventually like just transcended into like, meh, we're having fun. We're doing our best. This was the difficult thing for me to kind of let go of that. Let go of the kind of like, from where my background, you try to make everything as slick as possible and you're on top of everything. And this was a little different. It was, yeah. it was totally professional, but totally loose and casual. And so, I think that's important, actually. I don't think people like the slick as much anymore. I think that's over. Yeah. That's what I didn't really recognize. And I'm, I'm fine. Like, I don't either. I mean, we do these podcasts. You do a podcast. I do a podcast. Don't you just, what's it called? What's your podcast? Bev's with Ann. Bev's with Ann. Yeah. What do you, what do you do? Well, it used to be, yeah, like, I always have a drink with me. It's usually like, when I did drink, it would be like wine, but like, I don't drink. So it's like You tea. don't drink at all now? No, cut it all out. Why? Uh, I just, it was just time. You just kind of look at it. You're like, this is very close to becoming a thing. So let's not make it a thing. Let's just stop it now. How old are you? 28. 28. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're not that young. No, I'm not. I'm not like a baby, but I I'm still. You were like, a baby. How old do you think I was? Well, I, I, my wife was asking me the other day because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have breakfast with a strange woman. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. She's like, What are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, I'm just gonna have breakfast with this lady that I know. It's <laughs> just this broad. I don't know if she's I a, met her she's, somewhere. She's some skirt I met the other day. <laughs> she's no, walking she's around <laughs> neighborhood. I was like, she interviewed me a few years ago, and she seemed like a nice kid. And like I said, that you seem like a nice kid, but you're really only what. Seven years younger than me, you're not that you're not that much of a kid. No, I'm like I I feel like we should be playing in the background like girl, he'll be a woman <laughs> soon. <laughs> no, you you've you've been doing this a while and uh, you probably come to the realization that maybe just being a, the drinking lady isn't gonna be that great for you. Exactly. That's exactly it. Or you kind of are like I think you kind of I think you actually everybody kinda of comes to a fork in the they're like, I can do it responsibly. I can't do it responsibly or I shouldn't do it at all. And I think for some people it's the third choice, which I think is fine. Um, And I've talked about that and written about that. It's never been like, I've never, I don't hide that bit because I I like to talk about the stuff that's happened. But were you, you felt like, were you doing it to act to excess? Is oh that yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah. But on your podcast, were you like hammered uh, on your? I used to get drunk on my old podcast. I used to be pretty <laughs> drunk on my old podcast. Huh? <laughs> why? Uh, why? I, why were you doing this? It to was yourself? just well. I mean, it's easy. Like I think, especially in music, I think people just—it's just there. Everything's there. Yeah. The comedy, everything's there. And then like, um, it's sim- it's when you're dealing with other stuff. I think it can be very easy to like drink to make that other stuff not a thing anymore yeah, or yeah. like you think it makes you funnier you think it makes you this and you get like i think there's that one drink level where you're like actually funnier and more confident and then you and then as soon as you take the next sip it's like and then not that anymore mm-hmm. um so i think i was just like when i started writing for i, I wrote for dave foley's new show this year it spun out and that was really great oh, and cool. then i was on set and I was just kind of like looking around and I was like, this sounds so cheesy, but I was kind of like, I'm starting to like, I've been working really hard. I'm starting to see things that have happened and things are happening. I don't want to risk it for anything in the world. So I'm not drinking anymore. So you're just like, if you've gone straight edge? Yeah. Pretty much, if, yeah. if that's a term. Because yeah. I don't I don't drink at all. Oh, hi. What's up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Not, not a thing. No, not a thing. Not yeah. even a glass of wine. No, I'm at the Polaris thing. I ordered a Shirley Temple in a lot That's of what I drink. Yeah, I like That's it. what I drink. It's a beautiful drink. It's so good. It's sweet and tasty. And you get cherries. And you if you want an orange, yeah. you have that option. Like, it's a good... It's the grenadine. It's I so li- good. I like the grenadine. If, if you go to a fancy place to get a Shirley Temple, it's really like... Yeah, they put a... Like, they real juice goes It in looks there. like a small island. Oh, my God. And then you look like just a fancy person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know that we had that in common. Okay. We do. As I sniffle, I'm so sorry. I'm getting this cold, and I'm trying yeah, really hard. It's probably gross to listen to people. The weather's confusing right now. It's cold. It's hot. It's my, my friend in Saskatoon just texted me to say it's freezing. And we always get there weather a couple days later. I'm you know? so excited. I hate summer. I don't like it either. No, I do not like it. I don't think I have the allure that I have in the summer that I have in the winter. No, I'm all I, bundled up. I know. Like, I feel like I can put some really good outfits together, yeah. and I feel like I can like walk into a place and be like... Yeah. Yeah, but in like, the summer, oh, I just like shorts. I'm a sweaty, gross person. Yeah, yeah. Nicole and I always talk about this when, because she hates summer too, and we'll be like walking around or outside, just walking around, <laughs> like vagrants, <laughs> and um, we'll see people looking so fresh and so chic, and we're like, how is like I'm? Yeah. I look like I have a film on me. Like my <laughs> hair is like 
I hate like I hate this. Every year I'm like I'm moving to England next summer. Right. Soon, maybe, maybe. I've learned don't, to say never, say England. never. Well, I don't can, know. I don't think you should move to England. Or maybe like find another place. It's. You're living in Cambridge now, which is English sounding. I mean, it's English. It's, really. but it's so much like Jersey and Boston yeah. combined. <laughs> everybody asks, like every everybody asks me. Yeah. Like one person has asked me this, but I feel like I've, I don't know. Growing up in like, did you go to the public schools? I went to Glenview Park uh, oh. High School, and then I went to I went to Avenue Road Public School, and then Manchester Public School. I don't know and Manchester. Then Lincoln Avenue. Oh, that's a tough school. Lincoln was tough. Now it is. Really? When but I started you know, high school. You know how tough it is? They shut it down. Yeah. No, but really. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. I, I, went to like, I went to like the closing ceremony just on a whim. I was like, yeah, yes. I'll just go. Why not? I went to Jacob Hespler. Yeah, that's a tough school. Yes. That's like a, and that's like a vocational school or something? It was a school for like, like people that kind of needed to get through school. You yes. know what I'm saying? And then it, it became an actual school. And now... It's like I don't know. I don't know what it is now. I know when I went, there were some problems. I know that I hung out with a tough crowd for a while. Yeah. I know that a guy had. A, I just found out the guy I was like in love with in grade eight and grade nine, um, who has two baby kids, two kids with two different baby mamas. He is now in jail for heroin dealing. Wow. <laughs> so like that's oh, the man. kind of like, and like he then he would be at the parties that we went to. Like. Well, I lived in Galt. Yeah. Uh, where'd you live? I lived Hespler. You lived in Hespler, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like Galt, Preston and Hespler always seemed a bit more rough. And I don't know if that was just because I, I was a wimp and from Galt. Maybe. But Galt seemed like a little more, it just seemed to be doing better. Galt has more money in it. I yes. think that's the thing. And I think also like Hespler, well, for a long time, up until I think 2010, um, it was like the main camp for Hell's Angels, a uh, big part of Hell's Angels community was there. Yeah, but aren't like the... Aren't some of the biggest houses in Cambridge in Hespler? Like in different parts of Hespler? Yeah, and there are some like well-to-do areas there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I thought, like I didn't under, didn't know how involved like the Hells Angels were in our community until A, they disbanded because Andre Patil was arrested. Mm-hmm. And B, um, like you can see like the difference of like not having them give money to things anymore. It's like, it's weird. The town, the downtown's like getting cuter. And then, like, but then there's other aspects where you're just like, wait, what is happening here? You're saying that the Hells Angels basically financed parts of Hespler? Well, they, I know they sponsored hockey teams. Oh, yeah? With, yeah. People, with kids wearing, like, Hells Angels <laughs> no, logos they, on um, their jerseys? Barking Fish Cafe, which is the, um, the business that, one of the businesses Andre owned. Should you be talking about this? Oh, Sorry. it's common knowledge in the paper. You're not, you're not in any trouble. I don't think so. I think, I feel, I haven't checked my stats, but I feel like the Hells Angels contingent make up a good part of my audience. Oh, if that's the case, I... Hey, you guys do you. It's totally cool. <laughs> I love Sons of Anarchy. It's okay. one of my favorite shows. Okay, good. Yes. Good. No, Sorry. I've never been like yeah. I was never like oh bikers. Now I'm like oh where'd the bikers go? <laughs> they like helped. They like gave to some charities, and now that doesn't exist anymore. Now it doesn't exist. Yeah, huh. I know. My like, it, it was. I mean, I'm sure if you're involved in, in the actual gang side of things, it's different. But at the same time, if it's just the motorcycle club, it's a different story. Sure. For somebody like low, like me who's not involved, who's just like, oh, thank you for sprucing that up. Though when I was younger, I used to drink at their bars, but that's a different story. Oh, my God. I know. This is why I'm like, this is why like, <laughs> I have a very fun, fun, colorful life. Yeah, you, you've, you've been a tough kid. And now, you've, yeah. It's an interesting segue. I want to talk more about the comedy stuff in, in a while, but I feel like it's a good segue into one of the reasons we're here today is Breaking Bad. Yeah. This age of the anti-hero, the benevolent evildoer, if you will. Yes. You're talking about the Hell's Angels and their, how they help in your town. I'm not saying that, like, I, by the way, I'm, I'm on the fence. Like, I'm not, inv- I'm, not, I'm not yay or nay on that topic. Okay. It's just, like, it's a thing that happens. But that's what we're all doing. Yes. We're, we're all watching, and we have been for the last few years in particular. Uh, and, you know, film did this before the TV. But we are watching these shows about these people that are kind of deplorable. Yeah. But we want them to do well yeah. somehow. So talk about your relationship with Breaking Bad. Because you, one of the reasons I wanted you on is because you, you've been tweeting incessantly. If I might use the word incessantly I in a flattering term. I yeah, love that's it. fine. Thank I, you. You're very good at it. Thank you. you. Oh, you are, thanks. You are among the best tweeters <gasps> that I know. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's That's fun. high praise. Thank I you. Always am, I'm always amused. I try to retweet. I, I try appreciate to favorite. that. Yeah, Thank you're funny. you. Yeah, and, Thank and, you. And you've been talking a lot about Breaking Bad. What is your take on what happened last night in the finale and, and the show in general? Um, I think it ended perfectly. Walter White couldn't have lived. Mm-hmm. He could not have lived. I think that would have been very upsetting. 
And Jesse, oh, I'm so glad he didn't die. I was so afraid when he was in that last scene or he's driving that he was going to get in a car accident. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I think I would have just killed myself. <laughs> it's a really crazy how what a hold this. I, for me, it, I haven't had a show hold on to me like this since Night Court or something. Night Court, oh, jeez. Night well, Court, I mean, you remember <laughs> Bull? I mean, my I, God. I think, I think I'm, that is when I'm too young. I'm still a tiny baby okay, in that sorry. regard. Yeah. I remember being on and being like, why is this bald guy talking? What's going on? Who is this? Where's Perfect Strangers? <laughs> right, right, right. Who are, anywho. Right. Right. Anyway, so my, my point is this show has had a, you, you mentioned killing yourself over <laughs> a plot development. And I mean, this is the kind of show it is. It's a very intense show. And I think like what's really cool is um, about it. Somebody tweeted yesterday, we are all Heisenberg. And I'm like, no, but really, like we are. Like everybody has that ability to turn, yeah. I think. Like I don't think there's anybody who's like inherently like, I would never do that. Like, I don't know. Like if I had no coverage and like and I was and I want I don't know what I would do like I'm going through and I mean I'm not going through that now but I'm going through a thing where like I had a job I don't really have a job right now and I gotta pay bills to keep my family going so I'm also like uh, again nowhere near exactly but you're just like what am I going to do basically you just need money yeah and you know you're we're all living because I think one of the central points of the show and its rise is it came at a point where we were all, all of us, and certainly in the Western, well, no, the global economy has made it so that people don't have jobs and, and people aren't do, able to do the jobs that they're actually skilled for. That's a major tenant of Walter White's makeup and why he's, you know, just mad at himself. Absolutely. It's a really strange, I think that like when you look at it, I think, and Vince Gilligan does such a good job of it, like at the beginning, you you almost resent him for being such like a weak little be for lack of a better word yeah, like yeah. you're like oh my god like man up which i think says so much about the weird gender constructs we come up with for like our society a it, this show is great when it comes to gender i think yeah. and then two um you see him transform and at first you're like yeah he's manning up but then you're like wait he's doing illegal things and he's like killing people and then there's this weird moment where it turns from like us cheering for him being bad to us punishing him for doing the exact same things we were hoping he would do Hmm. It's like this very strange arc, and then by the end, I don't know about you, but I felt like I felt sympathy for Walter. Like no, I, I, I felt something sad for him. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of characters that are like this. I think he stands out because it's been such a drastic. Like when you got into this, did you watch The Sopranos? I haven't. I tried watching it one time when I had a really bad flu, and I really don't recommend that to anybody in the entire world. I watched The Sopranos for the first time, courtesy of the Cambridge Public Library, if I may shout them out again. I know, I feel like you really shit on our town. I'm happy from where I'm from, by the way, everybody. I'm down with, like, my past. It's cool. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm okay with it now. I don't like going there. But, I mean, my whatever. My point is, <laughs> I went home for, like, the break at university and they had the first season of the sopranos at the cambridge public library oh, so true. i took it out and i watched it and it was amazing oh cool and then my point is that was a character that you kind of walked into knowing of his criminal history like you kind of knew you're watching this sort of mafia thing mm -hmm. and and then as more shows developed like dexter or whatever you were kind of like oh like just pushed into this ambivalent territory where you're like oh this person is charming and cool but a sociopath and a lunatic and a murderer. And Walter is, I mean, the thing about Breaking Bad is we saw the whole transformation. And I don't know, like it puts you in a weird position because you're like, we thrive as viewers on knowing a character and, and feeling like we know them really well. And this one just turned, gradually evolved before our eyes, very quickly, not yeah. even gradually. So I think that's part of it. We developed an emotional connection we like Brian Cranston from his other work. Oh, he's such a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, it, it's weird. I think at the last bit when he was just like, I feel, I felt, or I did it for me, I felt alive. I think that actually can speak to a lot of people on a lot of different levels. Because it's like, I think it's easy to kind of, people get people get lured by paychecks and by like mm -hmm. getting paid every two weeks they don't do the things that they love yeah. they don't feel alive and they feel dead and they're like, why am I married? Why do I have kids? Like, what am I doing? And then like, they need something, so that's why you see a lot of people do things. And, like, Walter, I think, speaks to that, where it's, like, had he maybe just been, like, I want a different job or stood up to, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, like, what this has even happened? Like, Yeah, and, and a lot of the sort of conversation before the series finale was, like, how are, is Walter possibly going to redeem himself to the viewers? Because and at the same time, we were all 
cheering for some of us yeah. wanted him to do we didn't want I didn't want him to die no, I, I didn't want him to I mean I, I knew he would I knew he and would he too. had to yeah but I didn't want to see him get shot by Jesse or something no to he me, died that, on, he died on his own terms it was I know it was perfect yeah. oh it was so perfect mm. did he was he dead in that last shot or was he just dying like it was like I think he was dead Oh, you think he's dead? Yeah, when he was like down on the ground. Yeah, there? I yeah. thought he was just lying there, still like waiting for the cops to come. No, I think he was dead. Oh, I did come second place in the breaking pool, breaking bad death pool yesterday. My really? Friend had. Mm-hmm. Second. The only thing I got wrong was the last words. I said that Brock was going to say them. <laughs> what, what did you think the last words were going to oh, be? Oh, I don't know. I think I was just being a dick when I saw uh, it. I'm like, who? Will, I can't. I don't know. And then the other thing is, I said that Jesse was going to die. Right. I didn't want him to, so I was glad he didn't. But I got the rice and right. I was so proud. You know, everyone got the rice and right. Every like pre thing. No, no offense to you, but a lot of people. You mean us experts, Vish? Us. <laughs> anything. <laughs> sorry. Anything I read, and I didn't predict anything, but like everything I read was like, yeah, the rice is obviously gonna go in her tea because she drinks the tea. Because she it keeps. It's like the checkoff gun. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she just she's gonna yeah. So that happened. And then otherwise, I didn't really have any predictions. I figured that Walt would get at the. I mean, who's going to predict he's going to make that gun thing? Nobody. Yeah. That's just it about the show. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you say you said earlier, like, Walter started to do the things we hoped he would do or something. Yeah. I actually had... Uh, I, this was a show where I had no idea what was coming. And, like, it was freaking me out, actually. It was getting to be, I think, the episode that... I mean, I felt a lot for a lot of episodes, but I think the one for me that actually resonated the most or drew the most emotional response was um the second to last one um the before this one the yeah. one where he takes holly yeah and like like i don't know anyone that wasn't like half crying half like laugh because like i laugh and i get nervous but like i was just kind of like sitting there like, like oh my god like this is happening and it got worse like and then as soon as like first hank dies so you're like oh my god and then you're like it can't get worse than that and then it does and yeah. it gets so much worse and then i think skylar earned herself another Emmy, if I do say so myself, with that last scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Anna Gunn... What do you make of the Anna Gunn controversy? There's, I love Anna Gunn. Yeah, but, but but there's this controversy that she actually addressed yeah. uh, in a New York Times op-ed piece about how um, her character has been unfairly maligned, primarily because she's a woman, uh, also standing in the way of this character that people, for some reason, are rooting for. Mm-hmm. Like, you and I included. Like, for yeah. some reason, we were drawn to Walt, even though... Uh, he's a monster. <laughs> he's a complete and utter monster. So what did you make of her thing? Did you read that thing? I did. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought she hit it right on the head. I think it was very easy. My friend Rebecca wrote something really cool for The Guardian, too, about how, like, there are not a lot of... There wasn't a lot of, at first, female strength in the show. But I think the thing is, you realize how strong it is by the end. Like, mm-hmm. you realize, like, how strong you would have to be to honestly have stayed with him this whole time to have... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary not called the police to have like wager other options and to like I think I think his and I think his phone call I read this when he's just like why didn't you listen to me you stupid bitch like yada yada he was articulating what a lot of viewers had been saying too I think that there was a lot of hate for Skylar because she represented morality and she represented family and she represented things that I think people can feel tied down to but but they've the show and its genius uh, no character I mean there's this sort of feeling that like uh, Walter Jr. was this angel. Um, so-and-so is an angel. You know, whatever. I feel like there wasn't one character that wasn't flawed. Oh, they were all flawed, except for baby Holly. 
I mean, her acting, though, know. just terrible. Yeah. Terrible acting. Yeah. <laughs> God. I mean, that kid cannot nail a line. We get it. You're sad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, but, like, they really were meticulous about, you know, and it seems so silly in retrospect, but, like, uh, Skylar is smoking while pregnant. Yeah. You know? And you're just, like... For me as a parent even, I mean, this happened, I saw this, I think, probably before I was a, a, a parent, but you're just like, oh, that's the shittiest thing a mom can do, like a new mom can do. That's just the way you react. And then you're like, in the face of what's to come, yeah. you're like, no, no, that's actually fairly minor. Like, <laughs> Compared that's like, to everything else. She's like a litterer. Like, that's basically what it was. But she was, and then, you know, her character had her own affairs yeah. and things like that as a sort of revenge. Like, nothing was cut and dry nothing was black no. and white and it was confusing well i think what we're saying is like every character on that show is human yeah which i think was awesome um because i think it's easy to kind of like hang everything on like like somebody has to be perfect and flawless like i mean god even marie stole she yes. didn't even know what a mineral was right right she's christ marie <laughs> for the 10th time yeah and they kind of got rid of that whole thing she kind of became fine yeah uh, like very quickly I somebody don't know. tweeted last night marie is crazy for life now and i like <laughs> that's so true <laughs> she really is going to be yeah um but like yeah walt jr the last shot of him wearing those camo pants mm. probably hanging out with badger soon if you know what i'm saying oh, he'll probably be hanging out with the skinny pete gang you think well I mean, part of me thinks, like, when you kind of go... Th- Actually, I keep referring to people who tweet it, but they, I remember during that episode where he grabs the knife from his dad and, like, defends his mom. Someone was like, this is Walt Jr.'s superhero origin story. And it's, like, hmm. true. Like, But I do feel like he was already so angsty. I think if you see your parents acting that way or you have that much anger towards something, you're almost bound to go down a little dark path for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like Walt Jr.'s story is just beginning. And, and there's talk of like a Saul Goodman spin-off. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't either. I love Odenkirk. I think he's, yeah, he's, G- the best. he's fantastic. Uh, but He's I, a comic hero of he, mine. Yeah, Mr. Show. Yeah. yeah. And Ben Stiller's show, Conan oh. O'Brien, he did everything. He's good. He's I mean, He was great on that show, too. <laughs> We're just like, we end it. We're like, he's good. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of comic, first of all, we haven't ordered yet. Are you doing I'm okay? I'm fine. Yeah, we're cool. Did you I eat? feel like, um, no, but I'm, I usually get up this time, so I don't eat till like 1130. I mean, I'm not starving, but I feel like people, maybe she's not coming to take our order because we're talking in the microphone. It could be, but that's, okay. I mean, that's okay. Next time she walks by, we could try. Is it the young person? Yeah, the young lady. The younger, as opposed to the older people all right well maybe we'll take i don't even know what do you, you you're getting, getting the special this how right. many times sorry i forgot i, I just imagine they don't have one i'm exactly that's why that's i'm worried fine. i then don't I'm see any like mention of it that's why i was like yeah thanks oh She's coming. you We're got good. you got it thank yeah you. Okay. Like, I'm get, i get it done yeah you do yeah <laughs> so you, have you done many shows where you're eating you you have a beverage show i have a beverage show i don't you don't hear me drink it well sometimes you do it depends it depends on if i'm ranty and i don't even need a beverage i'm like here's another thing what or, do you do on your show I basically talk about whatever I would feel like, which is fun, for 10 minutes. I do usually three 10-minute episodes a week. Right. Like little snack-sized episodes. Or sometimes I'll do two 15s. But you don't have people on. No, 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 no. Why not? Um, well, to be continued. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, well, I think it's really hard schedulized. Also, there are a lot of interview shows that yeah. I think do a good job. And I don't think I can bring anything unique to that, mm. really, right now. I mean, who knows in time, but, like, right now. You're a good talker. Time out. Yeah. Oh, we got to take our order. Okay. All right. Uh, Do you have a breakfast special? Yes. Can I have it? Yes. Can I have scrambled eggs? Sure. Thank you. And bacon? <laughs> and bacon? And white or brown? Toast. White. And extra jam, please. Okay. Thanks for you. Ooh, that's the special? Just, like, a normal breakfast? Yeah. Two eggs. It's, well, you guys were here before 11, so you guys get it for 4.50. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Where is that? It's just the two eggs breakfast right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't eat any meat, so I'll just get the two eggs any style. Okay. I'll have them over medium. And uh, do you have rye toast? I do. I have rye toast. Okay. That's perfect. it. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks. Super simple. I know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I did, you predicted there was... I didn't know there was a special. Every was no, place like this has a special. I know. I guess you're right. I, I should live a little. You should, God, let your hair down. I can, yeah. Just okay. let it happen. Fine. Uh, you get into comedy when? Um. Oh... I mean, we all get into comedy to some extent, but you actually made it, you've made it a little career for yourself. I think so. It's funny. I'm like half of a, like a, half of like a TV, a write about television. And then the other half is like funny things. And then, then like if I can pick up writing for television, I try to do that. So who do you write about? 
Or who, who do you write for? Oh, thank you. Um, I write for The Guardian, and I write for Yahoo TV, which mm-hmm. is fun. Um, I write for, like, these are the regular Are ones. they freelance job positions? Yeah. Uh, well, Yahoo's not. Yahoo, like, I have That's a certain your job? amount. Um, no, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. You Like, the freelance world's so weird right yes, now. Yes, I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do three posts for Yahoo a week. Um, which is great because it's just like three things about television like I get to write about. Thank you. What, um, do you. what do you write about? Um, sometimes it's like what we think will happen at the end of Breaking Bad. Sometimes it's like why Don Draper is like, like this or that. But then other times it's not so heavy. Sometimes it's like, like a clip from like here's a clip from the Jimmy Fallon show and then like commentary on something else that has to do with it. Which okay. is it's a, I mean that's it's a fun way to do things. And then I get like regular like I don't know the freelance stuff is. Freelance is freelance, but then there's also, like, you have certain things you can pitch all the time, like, so that's, like, Huffington Post style and music for me, I guess. And then, like, 29 Secrets, which is this, like, women's site, I do a lot of, like, essays for them, and then um, I write for Ox, I write for Byte, I write The Guardian, I pitch whenever I have a good idea or try to, and then... Um, I did something for BuzzFeed, which was cool. I'd like to do more for them. I did something for music on their side, and now I want to do something for, like, the television side, too. Right. Okay. So yeah. you, this is your journalism background. I guess. Oh, no, background. I didn't even go to school. <laughs> I dropped out. You dropped out of what? Twice. University. Which school? I dropped out of college once. I dropped out of Laurier another time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, like... I did, and then I and I failed high school. I had to go back and do it again. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, I didn't know that. That's yeah. crazy. I have like a fun past. That you you do, and we're getting into it a little bit. I didn't realize <laughs> that. So how did you end up getting all these writing gigs? I just started. I just always wanted to be a writer. It's funny because like when I failed high school, it's not because I was dumb. It's because I wasn't interested in what I was sure. doing. Sure. And then um, I I got into college with the marks that I got when I re-updated school. Then I hated journalism school I hated it I was like this is bullshit I want to do this yeah. so then I left worked at a hardware store for two years then worked at American Eagle for four then thought I was going to be a nurse so I was upgrading all my schooling so I could get into university failed math had a total meltdown ended up going to university for communications and film okay and then I was like but everybody I felt like all my family was kind of like oh here she goes again so I was like no screw this so I got on the dean's list and got like a 10.0 GPA oh wow and then was like bye and then dropped out and like um one summer just started applying to jobs on Craigslist (laughs) don't ever do that anyone who's listening (laughs) but one of them happened to be 29 secrets because they were an upstart when I was starting and they were like we don't know how to get writers and then from 29 secrets I went to like this was actually the weird fork in the road between comedy and music. Uh-huh. I did this, like, Miley Cyrus just came on, by the way. I'm so excited because I love Miley Cyrus. Is it Wrecking Ball? I can't hear it. No, I wish it was Wrecking Ball. This is Party in the USA. Oh, Party in the USA. Um, I only know this song from the Weird Al parody. That makes sense. Party That's at okay. the CIA. Oh, that would make Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. I had to interview him. I don't follow. It's, should I explain this? You explain it. Well, I had to interview Weird Al for his last record. That's cool. It was great. He's, he's great. He's very funny. I love comedy it. and music. You're talking about. You uh, can do it. He's the guy. So he, yeah, we had a conversation about this, and uh, this record had this parody of the song that I never heard before. It's funny. I I know most of like modern pop songs from Weird Al. That, you know what though? That's okay. <laughs> Because he's a smart man. <laughs> he is. And he's a very socially conscious man. Yes, he is. It's not like his parodies are mean. No, 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 nope. no, no, no. That's no. fine then. Yeah. Anyway, so you like Miley Cyrus and uh, you were talking about... Uh, so the fork in the road. Right. So I get this... I answer this thing for comedy writing. And I, I go and we start writing sketches. I write a whole web series. Um, and I, it's funny because like comics I know now were also there. And the guy ended up being a total flake didn't produce anything we wrote i don't even have like the scripts like mm. like just a total flake he wanted like it whatever so i was like you know what screw this if this is what comedy is i don't want to do it i'm gonna do music that's when i started doing music journalism just kind of like hustling and trying to get jobs because i was always able to write yeah i just wasn't trained mm-hmm. so like in journalism yeah I, I didn't i don't have any training either no i mean i went to school but i not for journalism no yeah yeah you i remember you telling me about going yeah to probably yeah yeah so then um, I started writing for Ox and then from Ox I went like I just and then I wrote for NME f- for, which was cool uh-huh. um, and then one day in 2011 I was just like I hate this <laughs> I don't hate the people I work for I love them but the hustle is kind of I don't care enough I think that's yeah. what it is like I'm tired of bands thinking they're cool when they're talking to me I'm tired of the sense of entitlement that exists I'm tired of like 
I don't want to stand and watch a show and have nothing to say about the show because I don't care. It's mm. like, and especially when so there's music, like... So music wasn't your passion. No, comedy always was. And I remember even in interviews trying to like make them laugh. Um, they don't respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bands. Yeah, I know. They don't I, really like that. Yeah, I've had... Thank I've you had so much. Some res- Holy cow, that was fast. Wow, thank you. That's great. Wow, that was super fast. That was super fast. But I'm just can still we can still hang out and talk and yeah, eat. Yeah, yeah, right? we're gonna talk and eat. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, oh. Yeah, it like sometimes. I mean, there were some great bands I got to meet that I'm pals with now, but then there were others where you're just like, no one's gonna know who you are in two years, so just fucking <laughs> calm your shit. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I'm I'm sorry if I am not allowed to swear. No, you you are. You <laughs> are. Right, perfect. Maybe not in the restaurant. Oh yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, it's the <laughs> I'm restaurant. I'm my father's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, you mentioned that, because I'm going through the same, and sorry to make this about me. No, anyway, oh my God, we're having a conversation. Well, I just also am going through this thing where, like, you know, I've written for quite a number of publications, and I'm in the process of trying to write for some more, but then at the end, I'm like, it's just going to be a whole slew of, like, Ishkan has written for blah, 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 and blah, blah, and blah, blah, and blah, blah, and blah, 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 and, like, what is it worth? Like, really, like, it's... I think it's worth something. I don't know. I think that's actually what is worth something now. Like, I think that, to me... If I see a lot of like, if I see a lot of bylines, to me that signifies like good hustle and like people want that person. They're in demand. It's like having a lot of show credits. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's not like like it sucks because now it's the age where it's like if you do see like, so and so had one thing and you're like, <laughs> why didn't anyone else want them? Like, did, were they yeah, shitty? Like, that's <laughs> true. That's true too. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I and I don't know if you've gone through this uh, at all, and I haven't gone through it and a long time because I've always been working and enjoying I like my work and I like mm-hmm. music and all that stuff but now I'm like do I need to get a straight job no no why not I got a family that's yeah. true I gotta I mean, pay, pay, pay some bills I'm not living with my parents no offense no but I'm paying off a $20,000 debt oh, okay. I racked up for myself okay never mind in a year <laughs> and how are you doing that how am I paying it back yeah by doing what I'm doing now okay yeah and it's working yeah it's nice I'm actually I joked to my parents I'm like oh my god guys I've been here for like a year. This is the first time I paid all two months in a row, paid all my bills on time and mm-hmm. like whatever. And like and line of credit bills, especially if it's spread out between like what I did was I mean, I was in a not in a good place. Um, so I was like not rational about my spending. I was not responsible. So mm. it was like two visa cards and like one line of credit and another line of credit. So it's like all these different interest payments, not like just one loan. So it's cool now to be able after four years of like getting like feeling like if I didn't owe this money, I'd be able to live on my own. <laughs> did you like? Did you like living in Toronto? I did. Um, see, it was so weird. I was. That year was weird. That whole thing was. What the whole thing of living there? I even like I was. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've. Um, I mean, I've written about this before and talked about it before, but like I made the decision to move there, like literally on a dime. Like I was. Yeah like literally woke up one morning and was like I'm moving there I have a loan I'm moving and my parents were like what and I'm like I'm gonna find an apartment and I went and I found one mm-hmm. and I was just I was in a very weird state of being a very like manic decision making and they're like You're, you don't have any money other than this $10,000 what are you doing and I was like whatever it's fine and then when I moved there I didn't really like myself I wasn't I think because of like the headspace I was in and with moods going up and down you just kind of and like being in the music industry and trying to be cool like it was not it was very toxic. Yeah. So I, when I moved home, I was very much like, screw Toronto. I hate it. Like, blah, blah, blah. I hate everything. And now, like, with some hindsight, it was like, oh, wait, no, you were the one that had, like, your issues. And now when I go back and I'm there all the time, but... How long have you been back at home? I, about a year. Okay. Or about a year and a half, maybe. But there was, I like... I had no idea. Yeah, you don't know. I don't... You don't know where my neighborhood is. I'm like... I was like, there's no way these funny tweets are coming from Cambridge. They are. They are coming. Hey, They don't have cable in Cambridge. (laughs) Tragedy (laughs) equals time equals comedy, right? right? Crimes (laughs) crimes are misdemeanors. Yeah. Woody Allen. Sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was like... So I think now Toronto is something that... I don't... But the thing is, it's like, it's weird because everybody... We're all kind of in a state of flex if you're in like comedy and media because you don't know where you want to go like yeah i want to like you see people moving to la and like new york and everything else yeah, and yeah. Of, like okay maybe right now this is good that i'm staying here get like this together because hopefully by the time this is paid there's something over oh there's another opportunity over there mm-hmm. so that's good but back to you because we were talking about <laughs> you and like i made it about me i'm sorry no 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 not at all um 
I think that like if I know that like you obviously have a family and have to make money and stuff, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like first of all, you are a talented person. Like people want your work. I don't know. I think so. Why else would you have a career this long? Why else do people know who you are? I don't know. Exactly. I just my thing is I don't know what's going on. What do you want to do? Mm. I like doing stuff like this. Okay, do it. I like figuring out ways to monetize stuff like this. So do that. I actually don't like figuring it out. I just like money for it. I think I had jobs, <coughs> really secure jobs, that were in this realm. Like I actually felt like I got to that point, you know, mm-hmm. where I was doing uh, every day a, a, a job I loved. Mm-hmm. And it was the thing I wanted to do. And then now I'm not, it's, you know, not happening as much. I'm still, I've somehow I've managed to keep it going um, for a while. But I don't know. Well, sometimes like, I mean, and I'm not getting like not a person who's got like family and bills and a house. I mean, I have bills, but you know what I mean? It's not like I've got like a kid that I have to watch Cosby show with and make food for. Oh. Um, I feel like <laughs> that's an inside. Do you know Graham Clark? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an inside thing. Every time when we, me and him and Amanda hang out one day and we're like, everything we'd had to start with was, I feel like, and then we'd be like, maybe we just go out here tonight. Like that. It's <laughs> pre-cursing. That was a terrific story, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. Graham, Graham Clark has a podcast. He does. Called Stop Podcasting Yourself. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's I met podcast. I met him in Calgary. He's a funny person. He is funny. Um, Everybody's funny and everyone's a photographer now. Every, <laughs> a photographer? <laughs> yeah. Everyone takes photos with their phones and everyone makes jokes on Twitter. And so, like, everyone's funny and it's just the world we're in now. I'm okay. I'm okay with the funny. Mm-hmm. But I don't think a picture of anyone's meal is art. No. <laughs> I was going to take a photo of your meal for the podcast. That's different, though. You're not like you're not putting it on Instagram being like, this is so beautiful. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> or like hashtagging lentils. No, no. <laughs> I would not. I can't. No. Well, what is what what is your wife's name? Michelle. What does Michelle think about this? What is she? Ha- what's her advice that she's giving? Very supportive. I mean, things just keep happening. It mm-hmm. just I'm not used to. Things keep happening. Like it's anyway. I shouldn't make this about me. It's just, I feel like the we're talking about Walter White, desperate times, trying to make ends meet, trying to do what you love, trying to come alive. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm feeling right now. Like I, I was, I felt good. Now I'm on the other side of that, and I still am doing the stuff I love doing, but it just feels weirder. Sometimes I feel like you really have to hit bottom though to like get to like the better place. I know that's what people keep saying, and I keep, I don't know. I. Maybe, yeah, no. I know it's like it sucks because you're like, yeah, but I have this. It's like, yeah, but I feel like in the arts, it's almost just like it's an inevitable thing for like something to like go horribly wrong mm-hmm. and just keep getting. And you're like, how it can't get worse. And then it surprise. Well, I was felt like I've been building something up for a good decade and a half. And now it's I feel like I'm starting over again. That's all. But you're still at an like. At least it's not like you're like a person who's worked in the trucking industry for like 50 years mm-hmm. and like your job's just been severed and you don't know how to get another job. That's true. You're, you're st- like you're still a young person mm-hmm. and you still have like a name for yourself and you're still working. I am. Okay. So it's like. So I'll be fine. You're going to be fine. What about you? I'll be fine. Are you still working on the Dave Foley show? Well, that was Punch Up Writing and it's on hiatus now. It premieres in January on CTV. Nice. Um. Which was fun. That was my first writer's room. So I hope I get to go to more writer's rooms. And how did you find the process? Is it a lot of riffing? Yeah, I really loved it. Like, you work really hard. You're really tired. Very good. Okay, thanks. Thank you. You work really hard, and you're really, really tired at the end of the day, but it's in such, like, a fun way where you're like, my brain is so (coughs) sore, but, like, yes. Like, and then nothing beats, like, going down on the floor during the taping and then, like, watching people say the stuff that you've like a joke like even if it's one joke you're like that was my joke but you can't say it. you can't count your jokes although you do <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that was fun that's I really cool like that. i want to do more of that i want to yeah. write my own show you want to write your own show i want to write my own show i want to write a book and those are things i want to do those and are goals i have how are they how are they coming along um well the book is coming along do you have like a deal no hmm. um i have ha- i have someone helping me out which is great like kind of giving me some guidance who's in the who's in the industry and has been like, here's like, help me come up with a hook and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's more than I could have said last year, which is great. Um, 
but like that's it like that's all I've done um and that, then that sounds good and then a and then the show wise my friend Amanda and I Amanda Brooke Perrin is who I talk about she's like my best friend slash comedy partner mm-hmm. we have women at work we want to start doing that live more because we did it live in Calgary which was really great what is it women at work no no I heard I know what you said oh what, what oh, does it <laughs> consist of? I forgot I wasn't like having to, like um, with like an app, like just I forgot I was holding a microphone and yeah, talking yeah. into it. It's yeah. great. Um, it's we sorry, just, you, you, your food's getting cold. You should oh, eat. I take forever to eat. Like mm. I'm the worst person in the world. I'm all, almost gone. I know you're gonna watch me eat soon. I hope you're excited for that. I am. I am. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's like a real friendship now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. We interview women that we look up to work-wise oh. and um, inspire us. So we've had some really awesome people. We had like Kiva Reardon, who's the editor of Cleo Journal. And like Ziba Blay, who is, um, and her friend Faria, who is, they host this episode, uh, this podcast called Two Brown Girls, and they talk about like um, race representation and feminism and film and TV and pop culture. They were really great. That was almost going to be the name of this podcast. Ah, uh, Too Pale. No, no, not our episode. I just was, I was going to call it Two Brown Girls. Awesome. Why not? You could have pretended to be one and like the other, mm-hmm. because you ha- you're halfway there. I know. You're just not the right gender. But who are we to say you're... Who, who, who are who, we? Who are we to say we're not, that? We're not supposed we to We don't know. That. You no. could like decide next week. I mean, you're probably not going I'm to. I'm not going to do that. I know you're not. We're just making a joke. The internet. Hope everyone's listening. <laughs> Enjoy this. Um, and then we had... Oh, this is sad. We had Maria Bamford. And we taped a whole segment with her. Uh-huh. And Amanda lost her phone. Oh, no. <laughs> she emailed me this morning. Oh, you just found out. Oh, because Maria was in town for JFL. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good conversation. Um, but You're I'm hoping there's a miracle. Like, I, I called Amanda's phone today, and it was ringing, so it's on somewhere. Hmm. And, like, I mean, it's not like she had, like, a state-of-the-art 5. Like, she had a 4. She had 4G, like, the bottom of the barrel. So That's I not f- the bottom of the barrel. No, the second bottom of the barrel. She didn't have a flip phone, is what I'm saying. Okay. But I feel like... That's, that's she a promising. She recorded the interview on her phone. Our whole series is recorded on an iPhone. How's it sound? Good, actually. Yeah, it's like we figured even if we had like millions of dollars, we'd always do it this way now because mm-hmm. it just looks so amateur, but yet the conversations are so like, they're good. The people we have on are very smart and inspiring. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. So anyways, and then Amanda and I are have also talked about working on other stuff, but like she has other things going on. Basically, I figure work hard and be kind and just like things will happen for you that's how i feel too i really believe that i don't it's not even just rhetoric <clears throat> well it hasn't happened yet but you've only been like when did you leave cbc uh march see there's still some time i've had other jobs i haven't been freelancing the whole time i managed this writer's festival and that was fun i'm hoping i can keep doing that but yes. it was only a five-month contract initially but- but see, you're doing stuff. I am. It's not like you're like sitting at home. I'm trying to contribute to the culture and support people I love. That's my whole thing. I think that's it's, great. It makes me sound like a martyr, but I'm not. I just no. that's what I like doing. I don't know why. And I like hosting things and you're I like good writing. At it. I'm not bad. I'm you're, not terrible. You're good. Peach, it's fine. You're going to be fine. I'm glad you and I are having this conversation. I'm like tough love queen over here too i would tell yeah, you you would I tell me if i was in trouble i would tell you if you were in trouble and i would tell you if i thought you were doing it wrong or you were being a baby <clears throat> but you're not i'm you're, not I'm you have worries that are legitimate and that's fine yeah. in articulating them it's yeah. okay though i'm still on the fence about this great job business though maybe i should treat this more this stuff that i love that no no i shouldn't never mind what were you gonna say well i don't know i for years i didn't do that i was like no i'm gonna do the thing i love and yeah. eventually it'll lead to something great and that's what happened then it got taken away from me and now i'm like oh, maybe i just need a straight job but we're no. I think that. Do you think that maybe even you went into it when you went into the CBC or when you went into the job that you loved? It was probably something like you really loved at the time. Can you really say that you loved it as much when you were let go? No. Exactly. It wasn't something you loved anymore. No, I loved it. I just found aspects of it frustrating. The job had changed. The job had changed. So yeah. now you're going to go into your new job. I like working with people and I like doing good stuff. You're That's all I want. Going to do those things. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> I just feel very, I feel honestly sometimes like 95 years old. It's no, we all, <laughs> I feel into like, again, I think there's just a malaise <clears throat> and if we're not careful, you got to contain it. And that's, that's again, something that we learned from Breaking Bad. Not to keep trying to find these segues back to Breaking Bad. I'm but sorry. I feel like I went into real talk, but I feel like anyone who's listening would find, if they want to talk, if they want to hear me talk and they want to hear you talk. They just want to hear us hang out. I think that's No, fine. no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to... I'm just saying that there is a parallel between what we're talking about 
and what's gone on on this program that we both love mm -hmm. and uh because i think it's this kind of like situation where people end up doing things they don't want to do and uh and then discovering things that about themselves in the process that are both good and bad i uh, agree and and i think that's what's happening to you it's happening to me and Hopefully we'll all be fine, and not, we won't. I, I'm just saying that you and I should probably kibosh the idea of doing the meth lab. Are you seriously laying this on me at breakfast I right now? I feel like it's not a good move for us, and I think we should stop. That—that's why we were here. I know. Like breakfast before we cooked meth. Yes, I know. That's why I think. Like I wouldn't have ordered anything. Like I would have just left. Why? Because I would rather not hang out with you outside of a professional meth making setting. I know. This is why I thought it was odd that you even agreed, but I do think that it's good that we had this discussion because I think it's something to think about before we carry on with the rest of our day. Is this even something that's going... Are you going to post this? Yeah, yeah. It's not even plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for being on this show. I want you to finish your, your food. I'm going to. I'm, gonna about, I'm about to have a jam on my toast. Do it. Yeah. And then, I don't know, if people want to learn about you, what do they do? <sighs> they Google me. They're right <laughs> under... I write under Ann T. Donahue because there's people have asked me two things. One, why you have an original initial? Here's the reason. There's an Ann Donahue who writes for CSI. There's an Ann Donahue who writes for Billboard. I Like, you can't. Oh. Like, it's impossible. So. Does the T stand for Tiberius? Thomas. Thomas. It stands for Thomas. I was going to say Tiberius. So. Ti oh, that's another one I'll throw into the mix. Yeah, and the second question is, what does the T stand for? And I was about to say Thomas. But <coughs> now you know it's also Tiberius. Tiberius or Thomas Donahue. Yeah. Do you just throw in the T by accident? Like, there's no T in Oh, there is a T. I have a middle okay, name. Okay, okay. I have a middle name. It's like the most religious sound. It's actually Teresa. Teresa. My parents are very Catholic. Right. It's funny. They were very Catholic. Yeah, my mom is very Catholic. But then, like, dad and I are like... <laughs> no thanks. Right, right. Sure. Okay. Bye. So, on Twitter, you're... What are you on Twitter? Oh, at Auntie Donahue. Auntie Donahue. And then like Bev's with Anne and everything else. Okay. People are staring at us now. Who? Everybody. Yeah, we should wrap this up. All right. We're I making a scene. I feel like they're staring at us because we're the only ones left in the town and country restaurant. No, and someone came in. Someone, they're serving someone now. Okay. Look at all this is happening. A lot is going on. All Everyone right. listening. But you also, I think they're concerned because you're not eating your food. I'm going to. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks. I got a little, got a little mad there. <laughs> <laughs> the Cambridge came out. Oh my God. The other day, I'm just tell you this quick. I have two friends from the internet were down for TIFF. I had not, I hadn't met them. Two friends from the internet. Yeah. Like people I know through Twitter, um, with mutual friends who like, you know, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And I hear like, I'm walking down King street and I hear, Hey, Anne. And I, I'm like, no, there's no way that anyone just shut up. Like, and I hear, Hey, Hey. And on my head, I'm like, all right. It's go time. So I like just turn around. I'm like, are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. And Thanks. she was, and they, they're like, uh, it's just Jake. This is Sasha. I'm like, oh, hi. Sorry. <laughs> it just happens. I, <laughs> I'm always ready to like yeah, yeah. get mad at somebody. Anything, any, any occasion can call for a knife fight. You don't know. Cambridge is rough. It's rough. It's rough where we come from. I'm glad you get it because some people are like, well, of course oh, it's I get nice it. here. I'm from the same place. No, yes. it's not nice. No, someone got beaten to death down the street from me like no. last year. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. There's like robberies all the time. I have a, I shouldn't talk about this, but our family, you know, the Indian community is very close knit. And it turned out that one of the kids for one of my mom's dear friends um, was a con artist giving uh, with women. And that uh, part of the charges against him beyond the conning was that he was uh, uh, spreading around uh, syphilis. So he was. Shit. Yeah, he was. He, and so now they've become like the shame of the community. That's, that is shameful. Well, it's unfortunate that the whole family has to become the pariah, not just the one Oh, son. yeah, that's. Yeah, they don't go out. They're just like, they're so ashamed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cambridge is full of crime and shame. Yeah, like, my cousin was a drug dealer for a while. It's fine. You get over it. It's not fine. Well, he's fine now. <laughs> got his life together. He got a little, little boy. Oh, good. Yeah, he's cool. He's got, like, a good job. We should bring him in on our meth business. We should bring him in. That's something that is... Is meth in Cambridge? I... Wouldn't be surprised. We should know this. We should. We should, as We should dealers. know the market, yeah. Well, I know it's in Guelph. Yeah, selling yeah. a lot to your family. All right, we should maybe get going here. Fine. Oh, my God. Thanks, Anne. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. 
You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.